No one likes to have cold feet, and many of us take for granted that we can buy warm socks, be comfortable during winter. But so many people who are homeless or struggling financially to keep food on the table aren't able to buy basic necessities like socks. Kids are going to school without warm socks and sometimes with no socks at all. Socksforchange.ca founder Sam Bayo saw the need for warm socks and started Socks for Change, which is a volunteer-run charity that donates thousands of warm wool socks to organizations and schools across Niagara. Hi, Sam. Thanks for coming on the show today. You have been doing this since 2017, I believe. What motivated you to get started? Well, first of all, hi, Janice, and, and uh, nice to be with you. Um, what motivated me to start? I, I was driving home from Toronto on a late flight and heard a rerun. This was in a February, I think, of 16, and heard a rerun article about interviewing people at shelters saying that what they really needed was socks. And then they also said that well-intended people were donating cotton tube socks. Um, and I've been in the fabric business my whole life with ski shops and and, uh, and sporting goods. And I know that in winter, the only thing that's really going to keep you warm is a wool sock. And especially um, with a lot of ho homeless and, and uh, uh, people that can't afford wool socks, um, when those cotton socks get wet, they there's just no warmth value at all. So I thought at that moment that I know some knitters, let me see if I can talk to some people and, and start to bring wool socks into Niagara. And and uh, the knitters, you still work with knitters who are very generous in the in the, the cost. Yeah, you. I have a yeah, my knitter in Toronto, um, McCormick Textiles, is just a wonderful human being, and he loves what we're doing. We knit, he knits with beautiful German wool, um, and we're able to buy some of that wool uh, in discontinued colors, so he can produce socks for us at amazing prices, but they're really high quality, and he also knit socks for RCMP, and he knits socks for the Canadian Army forces so a lot of the socks we donate are canadian armed forces wool socks and so they have a lot of warmth value to them uh, i have a pair of those and we've worked with you for a couple of years now and i have a pair of those the socks that are are given out and i can tell you absolutely they're some of the warmest socks i've ever had um those are the socks that that go to the community organizations i also have the socks that people can purchase and they are also some of the warmest socks that I've ever had. How have you seen the need for socks grow? Uh, yeah. I mean, are we look are are we seeing um, a larger demand? Because I know some people are uh, if I if I talk about Port Cares, um, Christine Clark LaFleur at Port Cares says that they've probably given out 4,000 pairs of socks since 2017 2018 that year and and that it's you know 20 like truly wonderful and so appreciate it that they can that they can do that um so how has it grown in the number of socks that you are giving out to agencies since you started well what's grown is my own knowledge i mean previous i think myself as a normal middle class person it's quite ignorant 
to how much poverty there is in Niagara. And I donated for the first two years, I donated a thousand or 1500 pair of socks personally. And then I donated 5,000 pair of socks. And I, my original thought was to get it to shelters and homelessness. And in Niagara, once you do the research, you realize that homelessness represents about 1% of the poverty, poverty population. So 99% of people in poverty in Niagara actually have roofs over their heads and have homes. And uh, I don't know, I have a granite floor. Um, I'm fortunate to have a roof over my head and I have a granite floor and my feet are always cold. Um, so I can't imagine if you don't have access to wool socks on your cold linoleum and you have to choose, am I paying my heat bill or am I buying groceries for my kids? Um, that's kind of what really motivated us as well. And I've seen it grow just in my own knowledge of poverty. Um, it's been pretty stable number, I think, the last several years. But that um, 68,000 people in Niagara are in poverty. And that's a, that's a, a number, an income number of about $35,000 for a household. And then when you look at a living wage being $75,000 for a household, I can't imagine if there's 68,000 people in poverty, how many people are there between poverty and the living wage? There's got to be almost half of the of Niagara. So it's really grown, Janice, in my knowledge of what has to get done. And I mean, we donate about, we'll probably donate about 20,000 pair of socks this year. But with the help of the community down the road, uh, and we're mostly self-funded at the present time, but, you know, with the help of the community down the road, we really need to be giving out 100,000 pair of socks. Um, is, and so it grows, in, 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 and I think, I think things are more destitute than they were three years ago. And, and um, I think this is the year you're going to see... Um, the effects of post-pandemic, you know, people losing their their leases, uh, bankruptcies, you know, internet shopping causing bankruptcies in local retail. And I think it's going to be a tough year that way. And so just the mere fact that I think there's more people in need, um, I think that's the way it's going to grow. I don't know what the numbers are, but that's the way it's going to grow. I mean, even that um, I read an article recently and um, and I, I uh, it was about people living in their cars. And we don't know that that's a that's a, a, a level of poverty that's not obvious um, and not often talked about. But the number of people who are now living in their cars, they're going to work, they're they're ostensibly living a life that people think, you know, you've got a home, you've got. But they are also the people who might go to a food bank, right? So community care, port cares, or Project Sharon, Niagara Falls, and they can't buy warm socks. So they're going to the office maybe and they've got on their suit or whatever, but they're not able to buy warm socks. And um, I think that that's even a group that is being reached which is really important and like you're saying sort of the invisible the invisible poverty that we don't see mm -hmm. yeah we we try to get in we're in about 60 charities um, and a lot of those charities have um, clothing areas 
that people can pick out clothing for themselves. And, and uh, we're in a, we, we service the schools separately, the schools that, that would like to participate um, write to us and, and ask us to do so. And, and we donate to the schools so the kids get them directly. Um, you might not get every kid to a, to uh, community cares, for example, uh, to pick out a pair of socks. So we get them into the schools and then also regional police, they're in their cruisers, our socks and our socks are in the EMS ambulances as well. Um, but this year we tried to make sure early in the year um, that we got to the outreach. And that's another way, Janice, to prove that there's more need. There's way more outreach organizations than there were five years ago that are in the streets helping people. So if the volunteers have grown, I'm sure the need on the streets grown too. So we've tried to get to those organizations first. Uh, and if there are any of those organizations listening right now um, that would need some socks, I, we still have some. And uh, you can contact us, you know, at... Um, socksforchange.ca and uh, just look for the need socks button and hit that and fill out an application for us and we'd be glad to service you. But um, yeah, winter's just starting. Like we're not at charity requests and, and good feelings and stuff, but winter just started. You know, winter just started less than two weeks ago. And, you know, we've got another... Um, eight weeks of it uh, and uh, or 10 weeks of it actually. So, you know, now's the time to think about it and, and, you know, just to make a simple donation, you'll get a tax receipt and just, you can, you can pledge 10 pair of socks, 10 wool socks that'll go directly into the community. We don't have any paid employees um, other than essential bookkeeping and a web site management that we have to have uh, but the rest of it's just done by a few people and and so your donation or pledge of socks will go directly into the community uh, you can also still buy socks for yourself um, we have um, a great sock it's 75 percent wool uh, we'll deliver them to your door and i think online they're 12 dollars, and that allows us to donate two more pair from the revenue we make from the socks, we can donate two pair from your purchase. So it's kind of a win-win. You get a great pair of socks and we donate two socks on your behalf into the Niagara community. I think that's really important. And I think, you know, again, we often don't think about something as basic as socks when we're thinking of, of the need. So just to quote another organization um, that you've, uh, that you've helped uh, is the Canadian mental health association. And, and yes, some of the um, clients at, at CMHA are homeless, but many of them have homes, but they're struggling with mental health needs. And what Tara McKendrick said, who's the, the CEO there is that, Socks are so important. It's a basic need and it's an item that people need for safety, comfort, and health. Mm -hmm. And the health aspect of it is, is, and that keeps coming up with people I'm, I'm talking to is that having warm feet is necessity is a necessity for health that I don't think many of us think of. Mm -hmm. Most of us 
um, don't have to worry about whether we have warm socks. We just go to the store and we buy warm socks. I know that if we talk about, if we moved again to talking about sponsoring socks for change by purchasing socks, the socks are such high quality that they are like the ones that you would go to whatever store and spend $20 or more to get a sock with the same level of warmth and comfort. You can go to socksforchange.ca and buy a pair of socks for uh, $12, did you say? Yeah, $12. Um, and and they're great socks. I mean, you'd, you'd pay more, like Janice said, you'd pay more than $20 in a hiking store and a camping store for them. Um, and and that's it doesn't end with your sock that we deliver. It ends with us giving two pair into the community. So there's really three pair of socks for $12 involved. And, and I, um, the other thing that we do is we give out a lot of toques and a lot of neck warmers. We have a company in Montreal called Bula Industries, who's a big supplier of ski accessories. And they've donated probably in the last six years, 50,000 neck tubes that we've given out into the community and, and uh, thousands of toques. Um, this year, we were able to get our hands on some raw polar fleece and, and big rolls of it. And we were able to turn that with a sewer, with our sock manufacturer actually sewed them for us. We were able to make 4,000 toques out of that. They're all gone. There's none in the warehouse. And they've been given to schools and to, to organizations. Also, we have a donation from them early in August of, of incredible high-quality high base layer underwear, but just the tops. It was a snowboard line that they had sold all the bottoms years ago and in his warehouse was sitting 3,500 high-end tops. So he gave them to us, and we were able to – and there was – there was some great big sizing, like double XL. There was women's XL and double XL. And a lot of times you can't get a good fit because everything's cut too small. And and uh, these are nice and generous. So uh, in their sizing, and we were able to get those into the shelters. Like we sent them to the street and to the shelters um, and 3,500 pieces. And I think we got those out in September, October. And they're like a $50, I think there was a $50 tag on those when we got them. So, and it was just first quality, like you say, with the sock. Like the last thing I want to do is, is the people that need quality, they need quality. Like you said, Janice, if you have cold feet, like I say, you could wear 10 parkas. And if you have cold feet or cold ears, you're miserable. The rest of your body could be warm. And if you're, you're right, warm feet, wool socks add security, emotional and mental security, not just physical warmth. It does three things. And if you're cold and you're barefooted in a cold kitchen, there's no way you're comfortable. And there's no way that you're not anxious and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, way less fear with warm feet than cold feet. So, yeah, I mean, I wear bed socks, right? Because my toes are always cold yeah. uh, when I get into bed at night. And um, 
I, you know, I'm trying to read a book and all I can think of is how cold my toes are. Yeah. And, and, and again, and I'm so fortunate that I can go and grab my bed socks, put them on. They're nice and warm and my toes warm up and I'm and all of a sudden I'm not thinking about um, being, you know, with my, with my cold toes. And that is such a, you know, I almost feel badly even saying that, but I want to talk about kids a bit. Um, we'll go back to the, how people can support um, again, but I want to talk about kids a bit because we know that I, I heard a story once about a, a young boy and uh, he was a good basketball player. And then he just stopped playing basketball and he was at one of the elementary schools and they couldn't figure out why. And it turned out that he hadn't been able to, his parents hadn't been able to buy him a new pair of shoes. So the shoes he was wearing were so small, his toes were curling over, but he didn't want anybody to know. He didn't want his friends to know that his parents couldn't afford to buy him shoes. I feel socks are exactly the same way for kids. It's not only about warmth, it's about not having a hole in the toe of your socks so that your friends look and say, oh, you know, Janice can't, Janice can't afford a pair of socks. I don't think kids laugh at you anymore about that, but there's a stigma associated um, uh, with kids. And one of the things that you've done this year is you've got an array of colors for kids. So they're not just at the school wearing a sort of utilitarian, you know, kind of, of pair of socks. So talk to me a little bit about the school boards that you work with. You do at high school as well, but, but I'm, kind of interested in the elementary schools and what it means to um, the DSBN who you work with and, and uh, the Catholic board in getting socks for those kids. Well, it, and interesting that you asked. I mean, when I talk to principals and stuff, there's so many kids that come in with no socks, you know, in the winter. And, and um, so we, we have donated for years to the school board. We we try to be as generic with our brand as possible. Like we do not want anything saying socks for change. We don't want anything that would add a stigma to kids. And this year we have about four or five colors of little kids socks from, you know, age five up to age 12 or 13. And so there's, you know, there's pinks and there's fuchsias and there's light blues and there's grays and, um, so there's no reason they have to look like they were given something charitably. Um, the one thing I'd like to point out too, is we, we donate as soon as I get off this interview, I'm going to load a truck with 28 DSBN schools, um, a bulk shipment that we're going to take to Sir Winston and Sir Winston's going to pick and pack them for the 28 schools, the students at Sir Winston. So that's wonderful that they get involved and they get to see, uh, you know, what we're doing. And, and um, But we ask the principals and the secretaries to find the kids that need those socks. That is extremely difficult. And I, I have a huge appreciation for the educators that get involved with this program because, um it's one thing to just get them and hand them out to anybody, but it's another thing to take your time and find out the kids that really need it or the kids that come in with no socks. Um, and we also give, there's also toques involved and, and, and um, some knit gloves for the small elementary schools too. And, and so I have huge respect for the volunteers in those schools that take our boxes and then distribute them to the kids that need it. Um, 
And yeah, that's you would think we also donate to Food for Kids with Amber Hughes at Food for Kids because she gets to, you know, 300 kids, 400 kids that directly to those kids. So if they get an extra pair of socks because of it, that's great too. Um, and um, yeah, I'd like to know, I'd like to have more school, the school boards. Um, I'm not sure they really understand how much would be available to them. Um, I don't think the boards themselves at the top have have really looked at this and seen, you know, we've probably donated, I'll just throw a number in, well over 100,000 pair um, of socks to both the separate school boards and the, the DSBN, the public school boards. And, and I would like even a better relationship with the schools um, so I can get them socks for kids you know, right away at their, so I think if anything, we can improve what we're doing with better communication with both boards. And, and I know they're busy. I feel a, a principal must get a hundred emails a day. Um, so to sort that out and find the email from us, asking them to participate, it's gotta be difficult. So I certainly appreciate them and I would welcome the boards. And if there's any directors listening at all to just, you know, open up even more communication, we can help your students more than we already do. And this year we'll be in over 60 schools um, from both school boards. So. One, one way to donate is to purchase the socks at socksforchange.ca, or you can give a money donation as well, which is extremely helpful. Uh, so businesses get involved you know, please go to socksforchange.ca and, um, you know, consider donating or having some kind of a fundraising drive at your, at your business. But uh, last question, did you want to give a shout out to some of the um, people who are already supporting you? And I know there's the warehouse, for example, has been well, thank, supporting yeah, you thanks. for a number of years. Thanks, Janice. Yeah. Pride Mobility and a great company that makes mobility products for um, for physically challenged. Um, they have given us warehouse space for seven years now. We could not even do this if it wasn't for them. Um, and they, they allow, and they, they take in our freight for us, which, um, uh, it's just a great, great, um, asset to us. And, and, um, Brian Fisher and his team of people there are just been wonderful for us. The other thing is, um, wise guys, charities have been, um, very active donors, um, 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 and, and, um, Lakeshore Rotary, Rotary South, um, have been great participants as well as, um, Cooper Finance, uh, Trevor Cooper, and, uh, has been very generous with us as well. So thanks to, to all those people and, and, and really thanks to the people that actually take our socks. I mean, we community care will deliver a couple hundred pair of socks, but it's up to their volunteers to get them into people. So the people at all the places we bring socks to, um, they're real heroes because they get those socks to the people that need them. And one more shout out to Starbucks. Starbucks has been a huge supporter, got us on the map, I think. And, and also um, Zare's um, 
Larry Antonio at theirs in uh, St. Catharines on Geneva Street has been a huge supporter too. So thanks to those guys.